When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, folks, welcome back to the latest, a new Mountain West football podcast, Coaching Search Edition, Part X. This is a lot of parts. I'm here. What are we doing here? Well, hold on. Free talk. MWR.com. Go check it out. Subscribe to the <laughs> podcast as well. <laughs> Get the first, by the way. Um, do you want to announce the big the news that happened today that kind of uh, was, was pretty surprising about your Colorado State Rams football program? You mean the the fact that this hire came out of left field and no one knew it was happening? <laughs> yeah. Who's who? Yeah, we got a familiar coach coming to Fort Collins. Yeah, Jay. Uh, if I can say his name right, <laughs> Jay yeah. Norvell is coming over from Nevada. Oh, and um, what was the score last week when he beat the ever living crap out of them, fifty-two to ten, something like that? Yeah, it was fifty. Yeah, and then Adazio got ejected before half. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where our last edition came in the podcast. So <laughs> this, because you know what I'm really disappointed about? We you made a great list of 27 names. This was not on there. Also, what was not on there? I'm very disappointed because late last night when when was it you that sent a tweet or somebody that they were um looking at um the at that prime time. Coach Prime could have been in Fort Collins. I, like Deion Sanders. Because I guess the tweet was specifically they wanted a minority candidate to, or they're looking, well, not specifically, but they were, I don't, okay. I, I don't need to get that type of stuff. I'm like, it's fine. It's higher you want to hire, but it's kind of oddly specific that that was kind of mentioned of what they're looking for. Because it, So it, it actually turns out um, that this is the, the first minority football coach, or I'm not, I don't know if minority is the right word. Maybe African American coach, football coach in CSU history, and only the second African American coach in CSU athletics history. It's fine. Hire you want to hire. I just it's kind of because we don't want to discuss like the race stuff involved, which is there's not involved. He's a great coach and bring him in, but it's kind of it's particular and unique that that was kind of brought to the forefront. 
Yeah, I don't know why. I, you know what I mean? It's like it's fine. Hire who to hire. If it's a black guy, Hispanic guy, Asian person, somebody from whatever, wherever, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of. I know it does because it kind of like you mentioned, it's their first or second of that race being a minority coach. Mm. It's great that gets opportunities. It's kind of a couple of tweets I saw was kind of unique that that's what they were specifically looking for. But back to Deion Sanders thing, I had an article ready to go. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm tired. It's late. Dang, I should have posted it last night because yesterday <laughs> we had we would have. I guarantee we were 1,000 pages from an all-time record ever. Since we, <laughs> I guarantee, you, even if I posted the Coach Prime coming to CSU at 11 p.m. Mountain Time, that would have given me a thousand pages. Not me, but given the website and my, the last article over the edge, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. It's not going to do anything. Whatever, blah blah blah. Of course, what 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Mountain Time, you got Coach yeah. Ravel. Like, dang, Coach Ravel would have been so great. If, even if it came out to be nothing, give me that one hour. But you, the higher, you, pro- you probably still could have done it. I mean, it, they, there was that tweet last night, and then. I'm so I'm searching for it now, but somebody else came out and said that he was, it was him, Seriously? him, Norvell, and um, the coach from Marshall. Yes, I forget that, that, that were the yes. candidates. Also, um, I listened to Justin Michael on the DNVR Rams podcast this afternoon. Apparently, McElwain reached out to CSU about the opening. <laughs> So he does not want more chips like he said the other day. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know what this means? Which is 100% fact. Every coach is a big, big fat liar. <laughs> yeah. You can't trust coaches. Never. Right. And, oh, that is hilarious. Did you – okay, I sent you a link to the split zone. Did you happen, well, we'll get that later, but did you happen to listen to that at all? About the I did not coaches? get a chance to listen to it. Okay. It was a – Okay, I shouldn't have done this because you have to pay for that podcast or some of their extra stuff. I'm like, well, I'll just send you the clip. It's okay. It's one time. Maybe you like it. You'll give them five bucks a month like I do. We'll get to that in a moment. But So first off, people are asking why this hire. Yeah. Do you want to – I'll start off and you can add on to it. But Jay Norvell was the lowest, if not the lowest paid coach in the Mountain West at just about $600,000 per year. Yep. Um, Steve Adazio, what was he making? 1.2, 1.3? He was making one point. He was making one and a half, and he was set to make one point six this upcoming season. So that kind of puts in perspective of what what's why he would make this move. Yeah, it's a pretty bold move to go within the conference, right? Because it looks because basically this comes out to like Nevada's not really committed to athletics, which yeah. is weird because they've always been good in football. Even Chris Alt and FCS level, they're really good. They've been above average for the most part in FBS the past couple of years, two years specifically. Even when Chris Alt came back, Chris Alt came back, they're pretty good. Basketball's gone deep runs. They've had big name coach Eric Musselman. They have um, Steve Alford at the moment, who yeah. had that weird ten his ten year contract annually or not annual but cumulatively seven million dollars. So average out to seven hundred k per year, which is which but it escalates. I was looking at it today, like it'd be like 1.2 if he stays a full 10 years. There's no new addition or extensions or bumps in base pay. It's kind of weird. Your bas- basketball, basketball coach makes more than football just because I get basketball is better at Nevada, I'd say, for the most part. But what's in the seat? Football is king. And so they, well, I don't understand. I think another another thing is, is going was it this summer that they had to go to Stanford? Yes. I was reading that today. They don't do have to cancel even indoor stuff. Because that could happen sometimes. 
But that's that's a big deal too when you can't practice. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, and then even then, CSU's is only seventy yards, which I mean, it's it's better than nothing. But there also there had to be something on the back end talks of with the Big Twelve happening because Norvell has been in conversations. He's been mentioned for the Texas Tech job. Somebody brought his name up for TCU in both of the Washington jobs as well, and he hasn't gotten them. So there had to there had to be something besides wait the big, wait Big Twelve as well also. No, no. That- I know there's pure speculation. Big 12, as you mentioned, we know the Washington jobs, Washington filled by Kalen DeBoer, Washington State, uh, hired from within. So do you think that's a real possibility of why he would go? Because we know the Big 12 is going to add more teams eventually when Texas and Oklahoma leaves. Yeah. And we know there's all the talk about going to the Big 12 at the CSU because they have the nice stadium. They're committed to football clearly. Was it, say, where they mentioned, was it $6 million assistant coaching pool money or something pretty high, increasing that amount? It, it was something like that, yeah. So it was like it was like somewhere between three and three and six, from what I remember. Yeah, some increasing there. But do you think he knows? Because you mentioned he's also loosely connected to the Oklahoma job because he spent time in Oklahoma. He knows people at University of Texas. Which... I, mean, I mean, he could. We have, and you know, Joe I, have, and I find that highly unlikely because you know how fast expansion stuff can change in ten seconds. I, yeah, I mean, it could, but you you have to remember the 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 first time we were talking about expansion, Colorado State was a finalist, and the were the only team no one was talking about. It was because sure. we kept our mouths shut. Apparently, yeah. I just think looking two years ahead seems fishy, or not fishy, but um, speculative at best. Just because you're a finalist now doesn't mean you were later. But however. Look, a couple years ago, BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, South Florida, and half of them. Um, is South Florida going to the Big 12, or do they get left behind? They get left they, behind at this time. Exit UCF, Cincy, BYU, and Houston. That's right. So maybe that that wouldn't be okay. I wouldn't say it's not it's too far fetched, but I'd just say to know that that's uh, better than a coin flip change happening. I'd be like, I wouldn't bet any money on that happening either way, because that seems a bit out. Not that it's out there. Like you said, they're close to being chosen, but like remember, like if 30 minutes had if Pac-12, Pac-10, or Pac-16 was literally within half an hour of happening until tech until oh Big 12's like oh you can have Longhorn Network, University of Texas, there you go. And so that's my point. It's like with it being years away, it's like that's not a bad reason to go, but also money and he he can bring good look at the talent he's brought into Nevada and turned around pretty quickly. Because he wasn't great his first year or two, and then the past two he's gotten clearly much better, and people thought they'd be really good. Um, so what do you like? What do you like about the hire to the Rams? Because when we get to Nevada Park, it's kind of weird in the league. Like, do you like the hire? Maybe we should start with that. Fifteen minutes ago, are you a fan <laughs> of this move? Out of out of the other names that were kind of brought up there, you know, I, I absolutely am. Just because we going back to, you know, Bobo did have those explosive, high powered offenses that you know provided you know a good show that but they weren't always there on the defensive side and i think that that was something that held norvell back in nevada and with with as we mentioned that um expanded assistant money pool we potentially bring in a you know decent defensive guy to do a a better job um so you know i I like that um going back to that wide receiver you portion we had under McElwain and part of bobo's tenure you know we had um, three straight receivers, four receivers actually go. Um, Higgins, Gallup, um, OBC Johnson got drafted Warren by the Jackson. Vikings, and Preston Williams as well. 
Yeah, you also got Warren Jackson around. You have Trey McBride was yeah. there a little bit, like Dante. All these guys, like, look what he did. Look, Elijah Cook, yeah. Romeo Dubs, Troy Horton, Cole Turner. It's like he's he's familiar with that. <laughs> so and, and defense, I honestly, right. I honestly believe this this hire is keeping Dante in for Collins. If Adazio had been here another year, I don't think he would have stayed. Interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Um, did you? All, um, so what? Like, I think you're right. The defensive part, like Nevada's defense, wasn't bad. It was just kind of iffy here and there. Like the offensive defensive line was kind of an issue. Defense mm-hmm. had guys like Don Peterson just took up space. They had other players out in that position in the position group, pretty good, but they weren't. Obviously, we, I think we'd both put CSU's above there. And so if he could have a better defense, and he could be sort of like he's obviously more offensive guy. It could be like the coaches where all right, I coach offense, and they trust their defensive coordinator, defensive staff to make moves and mm-hmm. recruit not recruit, but like coach those guys up. Like I got the offense. I trust you on defense. Here's maybe a couple input input things I want to get in there, but it's basically the defensive coordinator and those guys are in charge of defense. Yeah, but he, he's also going to need you – know, he didn't know offense a little bit um, when he took over play calling from Matt Mommy, but he he's also going to need to know to, to when to step in on defense. That was something that Buffalo yeah. didn't do. So, And I, I think that's something he can do. Well, you can't pull a roll of it for Mike Leach and or even – and my neck was University of Utah, Kyle Woodingham's like opposite defense and trust the offense complicitly. Yeah. Like you gotta, you're right. You gotta, Hey, maybe we try a little bit here or there. Or try this. Like it's your, it's their, it's their blueprint what they want to do, but you may take the pencil eraser kind of like, Oh, let's, let's try this little thing here and move this guy over there. Yeah. But that's definitely what the guys just like, you got to be balanced. Like we know coaches lean one way or the other, what, what they coaching or playing, but you can't just say, all right, you're right. Cause you're ultimately in charge and you can't just have it screw up. Mm-hmm. And to see how much I do, I, I do right. think he's, he's going to get that little bit of leeway uh, after everything's been so bad. Um, based on the based on the reaction of the fan base, I think he's getting that leeway. Um, one of the other going back to the Big Twelve thing just a little bit. Um, both the AD and our president had the connections. Um, Joe Parker's came from Texas Tech, Oklahoma. Um, Joyce McConnell was. Um, I forget what her position was, but she was at West Virginia. Um, she served on one of the NCAA panels, so she knows she comes from an athletics background, even if she's mainly on the academic side. So, you know, they we have that investment in sports. And somebody was saying, it's like, somebody must have told them something like, hey, you guys need to get this right in order for you guys to move forward. Well, that shouldn't be a blind spot. They know Big 12 is going to want to get back to 12 teams eventually. Yeah. Or however many. Well, goodness, I, don't I think they're going to 16. Whatever number they're at, they're going to, because they're, I don't want to do math at the moment, but they're at 10. They're losing two, so that's eight. They're adding four, that's 12. So maybe 14 or 16. So they would be a team because, yeah, the CSU, Boise State, Air Force, San Diego State, um, probably USF might be back in the mix because you Central Florida's right there. Um, who knows what else kind of mid West yeah, part of the country for West Virginia. But uh, but I mean you I, they haven't been consistently terrible but USF hasn't been consistently good either yeah um, also did you man is the striker company going to pay for all this buyout money they have to owe <laughs> <laughs> so you got three million for Adazio you got two million for Norvell mm-hmm, who knows <laughs> hey at least we're not in Miami <laughs> that was a complete mess like I feel so bad for Manny Diaz. He's left hanging for like two days. I'm like, what? Just do it. It's like, cut him loose. 
it's like they know they're going after Crystal Ball, Mario Cristobal, Oregon. It's like just no. The coaching stuff's it, this is all also fascinating. It's crazy. It's fun. We'll see what happens. But Norville to move. Was there another coach? I don't think I actually last time, like when we discussed the firing, which was celebration day. Who was like your choice? Because Norville wasn't in the mix, or we didn't know he was a, an option. Who were you thinking before? I know we mentioned Graham. Oh, it's Graham Harrell and oh somebody else. Who's the other guy? It was um, Tony Alford. Tony Alford. Yeah, those. Never mind. I had to ask you that. So those who didn't know, Alford and Graham Harrell were Harrell were both of our top choices. Do you think Tony Alford said no? Because he's turned down a ton of jobs to stay as a running backs coach at Ohio State. He must have, because he must have something like Kevin Wilson must have gotten some sort of indication that he might go somewhere and that he finally might get promoted to that OC position. We'll see. I don't know. It's just weird because he turned down Notre Dame before. He's turned down LSU with Brian Kelly. He that's it's just that's just a weird situation. Like he's assistant well, he, head coach or associate. He's also coach. making six hundred thousand dollars as a running back coach. So I figure, yeah, good money to Big Ten, clearly. Goes to OC, wants to – he could be going on the Dave Veranda path. You know what I mean? Like being picky and choosy. Yeah. Or even with um, the um, – not Brett <laughs> Venerables, but the OC at Clemson, who is the – I forget his name, but he's making Tony, good money too. Tony something. I have him on the list. Yeah, he, that's what – yeah, that him. So like Supposedly he's going to Duke. Oh, don't do that, man. Like, not to bounce around, but like if you're a coach who wants to go from an OC job to a, a springboard and maybe a better head coaching job – and he's been picky so far. Don't do Duke, man. Only Steve Spurrier is be able to take to propel Duke into a better job. Do not do that. I would stay or <laughs> find a better job. You know what I mean? It's like, whew. Uh, yeah. But I would say for this move, it, it's weird because it's interesting. It just shows two things: Nevada miles ahead. Like I'm betting what Doug News and all those guys are saying there. Maybe maybe this will give him a kick in the butt. Like, hey, maybe we do better. Where, hey, we're overachieving by miles and we're making actually making money by underpaying coaches and not investing on certain things. But at some point, when you're this good, to get to that next level, because they're not new at winning, but in the this past two years, oh, we're doing really good. Like they're getting national attention for how they're performing for the past years. The offense with uh, Carson Strong and Romeo Dubs. Carson Strong is going to be at a top. At, um, what would you say? At wor- probably second round pick at worst. At worst, at worst, at worst. Could be a first round pick. Who knows? Yeah, because yeah. you know you never know where stuff happens. But I would say at least a top sixty, top sixty, top fifty pick. Yeah. So they'll have that. They'll have guys getting drafted. Their offense is fun. They are showing where there's a split in the Mountain West where Boise State before was always investing forever. San Diego State has the new Snapdragon Stadium, which first off. We need, what are we going to call that? We call it the Dragon? What should, what should it be called? They're getting three million bucks a year for naming rights, which is amazing. I know it's a Qualcomm thing, but people kept bringing up the flowers. What do you mean flowers? There's a flower called a Snapdragon. Oh, and yeah. Like, right. I guess when it dies, it like deforms into like a skull kind of thing. So I was trying to think of something along that line. So if they lose, you call them... <laughs> Soft like a flower. If they win, it's a dragon, right? Is that how it's gonna work? <laughs> we'll see. Probably. <laughs> okay. Then come into football. You have uh, obviously Colorado State with Canvas Stadium and everything. Utah State redid Maverick Stadium a couple years ago. They and redid some of their facilities and stuff there. Mm. Um, 
assuming New Mexico does. UNLV with the Furtado money a couple years ago, they get to play in Allegiant. So it's like Boise. Boise has the Albertsons money. Yeah, but that's I remember looking. At that. That's not very much though. If I recall, yeah. it was like maybe six figures a year. So like this Aztecs money. So everybody's investing. Where Nevada, not quite. Because it's like an interesting town to be in. Have you ever been to Reno? I have not. It's it the re, it's the weird thing, biggest little city, whatever. But like a couple of times I've driven from Utah to like the Bay Area, you go through Reno. It's literally a town that comes out of nowhere. But it's also <laughs> but it's also like if RFC Reno nine one one, that's actual shots from the city. Yeah. It's like a decent sized town. You're in and you're out and that's it. That's why it's like there's nothing around it for a lot well, it's weird. You're you're desert, desert, boom. Desert, desert, desert forever. So it's kind of an interesting spot. Be a unique town to go to school and stuff, but man. So what else do you guys say about the Ramsire? What do you think? Uh, what else are you pumped about? Honestly, I'm just liking the jokes that have come come across on Twitter now. You know, it was like uh, Jay Jay Vornell. Uh, why can I not say his name right? Jay Norbell. You need to get the right to talk about your football. It rhymes with doorbell. That's how I have to remember it. Because <laughs> the um, – the CSU um, Rams Reddit Twitter account asked, like, so what does it rhyme with? Does it rhyme with doorbell or Orville? You know, like Orville Redenbach of the popcorn. <laughs> but how do they like, not know this? They're in a conference, guys. How do they not know how to say Jay Norvell? It's probably some fan that runs the account <laughs> that doesn't pay attention. But, you know, the, the tweets that, you know, seen a couple times in different formats are, you know, Jay Norvell beat Adazio so bad that he took his desk in his house. I saw that, yes. <laughs> like, this this move, like, is – do we know – I don't think we know anybody's coming with him because Matt Mummy was named uh, interim coach, so he's probably – he might be – He wasn't. It was um, – Oh, no, 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 running back. Tao's brother was – Sorry. Oh, you're correct. I, I don't know why I thought of Matt Mummy. So, Mummy could be coming to CSU as the O.C., but that doesn't – it's always always an indicator. They don't always make the next highest guy up. There could be recruiting reasons, most likely. Maybe he's like they're, I don't know, in-depth on their staff, but that could be a reason why. If he's a big recruiter or something, keep him there. Like, hey, here's what we got. But these game – like, I, would you want Mommy to come to town to be the OC? Or do you want something else? I can't say one way or another because – you know, was it, you know, mummy running the offense or, you know, designing the offense and then Norvell took it over? Or was it Norvell put in the offense and mummy wasn't calling it the right way? We don't know that type of thing. So, you know, it's it's kind of hard to say one way or another. Did, But uh, I think what we got, we're going to use this for advantage, not square round hole, square peg, whatever I want to say with uh, what Adazio was a, sort of attempting to do more often than not. What? Um, all right. I'm trying to think what else we can discuss here on this hire. Anything else that intrigues you about this move besides it being a slap in the face to the wolf? <laughs> well, supposedly, I, I put it in the in our Twitter chat. Um, supposedly, Millen might be coming with him. Interesting. Okay. And Is that something you approve of? I mean, he's a four-star recruit. When's the okay, last I'm time just, we had a four? We had a four-star recruit come to CSU. Just saying, I know. I'm just asking. I gotta ask the question to people want to know, just to make sure. <laughs> I mean, if is if we can get a quarterback in who can run the offense he wants to, whether it be a transfer, whether it be you know 
whether Todson Teo can run it, even though he probably can. Um, no. Believe, um, what the, what the hell? I could probably look at, I don't remember how to say his last name, Veliche or Belise. The backup. Know, being, being, you know, six, being that six, four guy could probably run it. Um, but we'll, we'll just have to see. Cause Centeno did get better, but it seemed like he was, when he got better later on, he still kind of took a step back a little bit. Still wanted to kind of run a little bit for some reason. Like he was, well, he got better, that, but I don't think you're right. I don't think he's the guy to throw, make the throws they want to do. Then there's no way. Like if you want the like Dante Wright downfield threat was not always there enough. Yeah, did hit it against Hawaii, just didn't hit it enough. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like all right, it's that's crazy. So with this move, let's um let's go to Nevada really quick. I know you're not a Nevada guy, but let's get to it. So can I suggest that maybe Chris Murray copied our thing of just throwing twenty something names against the wall and see what sticks? <laughs> <laughs> well, what what else did, who? Was it Godfrey or was it, yeah, he was, no, no, it wasn't Godfrey. I'm trying to find it. Somebody suggested something. I can't remember who it was. Oh, before we get to this, hold on. I just reminded me because I was listening to their split zone duo on their Patreon. So they're talking about the, because we know, worst kept secret, Urban Meyer basically hired Steve Adazio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what it was, is, which, you know, too, is like some high profile boosters, like I want him. They've been kicked out of the room. It was just him, like knowing the worst kept secret ever. Like they, like he, he, what he thought they should have done, which I think would be the same thing. You probably as well. Maybe give some input, but don't make the final. It's like, hey, here's a guy I think that could be good, like a reference, if to go that far. But those boosters, like they're staying as far as way possible. This is a football move, not getting my buddy hired or getting my buddy and buddy because I'm a rich person who want to make something happen. It was basically going through all that type of stuff where. You should go. People should go listen to it and get it from what December sixth, I guess, December fifth, maybe. But it's just all the stuff we know. It's like, hey, it was Urban Meyer. It was his hire, basically, essentially 100%, which still makes Joe Parker look like an idiot, right? Well, it, it, it's funny. Um, last time we were doing this, I was searching for that that um, FO, FOIA request. Yeah. And we we did. That was basically what he was supposed to be brought in to do. Was like. Hey, here's the list of candidates we want. Can you provide, you know, some background or whatever on them? That was suppo- that was written in the contract. <laughs> they paid him for this? Yes. Oh wait, Urban, wait, Urban Meyer got paid to do this? I believe so, according to Nicole Auerbach's tweet. Oh my gosh, this is even more stupid. Do you, okay, here's what I guarantee would happen too. This is a pure speculation. I don't th- well. Urban Meyer's kind of a scumbag. Do you think he asked for money, or do they offer up money? I'm betting they offered up money. I'd probably say they offered it. Because <laughs> Urban Meyer, like he comes or, to college. Or, or his payment was a dinner at Sonny's Ludwig Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good deal? I don't know. <laughs> hey, it's an expensive steakhouse. Okay, there we go. So, yeah, that was just boosters. Like, they want money to do all stuff, and... That per- here's what I'm gonna say. That person who forced that hire better be paying the buyout, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's only fair. Yeah. But to the Nevada Nevada thing here, 25 names. Some are weird. Some are good. Like here, like I was like legit name. Like Brent Hoffman came on our Twitter. He's been on our show a handful of times. He put out some good names. But here's like this list of names he puts out is just so weird and doesn't make sense. So Justin Fuente, okay. He was at TC for a couple years. 
but Virginia Tech at Memphis. Tom Herman, no, he said he's fine with the Bears, despite the Bears not going to keep him around for much longer or Matt Nagy. Jimmy Lake, I don't know, he's in Boise State, D.C., maybe? Uh, Matt Wells? Wait, I would, that wait well, hold on, way. hold on. The Jimmy Lake that just got fired from Washington? Yes, that Jimmy Lake. All right. It, and here's hilarious. Could be a buy low option. How low does Nevada have to offer? <laughs> well, so going back to Norvell real quick, supposedly when I guess Nevada learned of this, they offered to up his um, salary to a million. Oh, it's a little too late, man, right? Yeah. And I so, guarantee I mean, it was more than that. It's like I need facility, I need an indoor thing where it gets cold in Reno, man. It's like, come on. It's not like Las Vegas where it's quite warm. It's in the Sierra, Sierra Mountains. Jeez. Yeah. So, uh, so we, we we could bump our requirements up a little bit. <laughs> no kidding. I, I think Matt Wells will be an interesting hire. Yeah. Um, they mentioned some FCS coaches like Jay Hills at Weber State we talked about last time. If you haven't listened, great offense there at, at the Big Sky, going to see FCS playoffs handful. But again, I think he's going to take over. I could see this could be a good move, but I wonder if he's just going to wait and wait until Kyle wouldn't have gone to Utah because he coached Utah before. Um, are, they not, are they not the same age? I thought Jay Hill was older. Uh, that's a good question. I can look it up real quick. I don't know. Um, how, you want to look it up? I go through the list real quick and tell and chime in when you get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you have North Dakota State head coach Matt Entz or eat some, eh, whatever. Dan Hawkins, no. Troy Taylor, Sacramento State coach, heck no. Because when he's at University of Utah, he openly said this job's too big for me. Essentially, even though he's <laughs> done well at Sac State. Uh, Brett Vigin, Vigin, Vigin from Wyoming, formerly Wyoming. Oh, jeez, his names are terrible. So, he's so he's 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 literally just taking my list. That's what it seems like. Yeah, not to say your list was terrible. Your list actually had people uh, majority of that. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. 
Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Um, Jeff Choate, who we mentioned. Graham Harrell. That's a decent name. Here's a couple names from... Here's one name. One name of interest. Ed Lamb. And also... Aaron Roderick of the... Did you find Jay Hill's age yet? Oh, yeah. He's um, 46 and Kyle Willingham 62. So yeah. I was way off. <laughs> but I think that'd be a really good hire. But I like um, Aaron Roderick would be pretty good. Morgan Scale of Utah, like I say, he needs to kind of repair his image, so he might need to go into the job before he comes back. Um, yeah. Racial slurs and text from 2013. Um, Wolfpack French, how is Tim Bruder sounding about it? <laughs> Stick to being in DC. Actually, you might need a job now because Oregon. Poof, right. Um, Gotti Hazelton. Okay, maybe. I can see that. Um, Jim Master, I guess a former running backs coach. Cool. Kevin Wilson, yeah, Matt Mummy, obviously, but seems like he's going to KSU. Um, Brian Ward. Washington State. No, he's already got the move. Dante Williams, USC interim. Wild cards, rid of these wild cards. If his names weren't crazy enough for everybody, and you yourself, Josh, Chris Alt. I need to insert a laugh track. Uh, ready for this one? Have you read well, this list? I, just... I, have, I haven't read this list. Kellen Moore? Well, he, he threw his name out there for Boise, but most people think that was just an agent play. Totally. If you're not from Kellen Moore, who's coaching, Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. And my my opinion, I'm a Cowboys fan. If they lose in the playoffs, Kellen Moore's getting promoted to the head coaching job ASAP because Jerry Jones is that crazy. Um, <laughs> Tony Reno, I'm like, what are you? The head, Yale head coach, just because his last name's Reno. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> Imagine Nevada's football coach being named Reno. Honestly, just do it. Just do it for the marketing purposes. Nick Rolovich, not happening. No. Because he also needs a vaccine. Oh, did we? Was it you that mentioned? Oh, no, it was me. Okay, so quick. Last name, Deion Sanders again. Please, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I do a radio show, and we'll wrap up here. There's not a ton more to get to, but this is very interesting about Nick Rolovich. He's at Hawaii, so there's that. Washington State, he's the guy who didn't want to get that COVID vaccine because, you know, they do more research, and like Joe Rogan and Aaron Rodgers is probably his favorite NFL quarterback. <laughs> but former Utah head coach Rod McBride joins my radio show I work on every Friday, or at least during football season. Casually mentioned, like he's first off, like just get your dang shot, guys. He, he's like 80. He's up there, and he's he's at Utah before Urban Meyer. Was. So he's been like something. We got fired. He's like first off, get your dang shot, and then he's like, I know people. Nick Rolovich has applied for multiple college coaching jobs. They didn't say head coaching job, which is probably not the case. Not getting an interview for at least three of those, he said. Uh, was one of those an analyst position with Nick Saban? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good joke. I don't know. He's in coaching, so that's different than analyst. But he said he's applied for multiple, at least three college coaching jobs. No interviews, be, most likely because most states, and depending what's going to go happen with that uh, current, um, it's, I guess it's winding its way through the court. It's a vaccine mandate if your company's over 100 people. Yeah. But uh, I guarantee it's um, 
probably a public school because private schools, yeah, there's some wiggle room there to uh, that type of stuff. So those are the names. Any like, this is literally throwing a pickle against the wall and see what doesn't fall to the bottom for you, right? It's one of those things. Like these names are garbage, and it seems like he's just throwing crap out there just to get some clicks. And I clicked on it for him. The the two most obvious to me are Matt Mummy, just for continuation purposes, and then maybe not exactly the same, but similar would be Graham Harrell, just to keep that air raid type of thing. Dude, I I can throw an out of the box name out there too, see what's if it sticks as well. First, what do you got? Ed Ogeron. No. I was your defensive line coach. I'm telling you, that's all he's good for. He's recruit, your D line coach and recruit. That's all. That's what he needs to do. You said or Ed Ordron last time, and so no again. That's not happening. <laughs> um. So here's a, something from the athletic, real quick. I'll bring up here. But I, the names I would like to see: Graham Harrell's a good choice. Um. Jay Hill would be a good choice. Aaron Roderick would be a good choice. Aaron Roderick's weird because he's gone to Utah and BYU like multiple times and coached for both sides a couple times. So that's kind of mm-hmm. weird. But he's also similar. You've seen BYU when they play like Boise and maybe some other. They play half the Mountain West every year. They mm-hmm. throw the ball pretty well. With Zach Wilson and getting him drafted and that stuff, he would be a – if you want to pat, keep a similar offense, I think that would be good. Ed Lamb just does a lot of good things, but he's an interesting coach, special teams guy at BYU. Um, let's see. Coaching candidates, anything else we missed? Nothing really, but I think the main thing for them is building up facilities and realize, oh crap, we gotta pay people. So if yeah, they're gonna they, go, oh crap, we gotta if they're gonna go, we gotta pay people, then I could see Matt Wells being in the running for this job. Or similar to Graham Harrell because he made good money at USC assistant coach. I could see yeah. them getting a, a named coach and paying them at least a million dollars. Well, they got the, they also have to invest in their facilities. I think yeah. who was it? Um it was either Parker or Thompson that came out and said that, you know, half the league doesn't seem to want to invest. And as a, at a not not so subtle shot at half the league. And this hire makes it seem like Nevada was one of those teams that shot was directed at. You think was that during the Mountain West title game when during the sideline interview with Bruce Feldman? I don't remember. I, I saw somebody bring that up on the CSU board about the Norvell hire. And so, or maybe I saw it on Twitter at one point. I don't remember, but I was, that just made me think like Nevada has to be one of those teams that that oh, it's, comment it's was directed at. Nevada, Hawaii, probably San Jose State, um, a little bit of Mexico, a little yeah. bit, but they're getting better with Rocket on DC. But yeah, almost half the league, at least a third. Do we do we want to touch on the Hawaii stuff a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, okay, here's what we're doing. Do you want, we're going to have, we're going to do a podcast. We're going to do lots of podcasts, folks, because I've realized the past while, I like to talk more than write sometimes lately, so might, we might have more of these. And so it's also kind of fun. I can free flow, free flow a little bit, but tomorrow, oh, sorry. For on-demand audio purposes, uh, Josh, I should I should not say tomorrow. On December <laughs> 7th at some point, because we're recording this kind of a late-ish on December 6th, um, 9.56 Mountain Time, so in case something goes crazy, you know what time it is. Um, me and Matt discussed this, uh, Matt Kennedy normally here on the show about the Twitter spaces they hosted where basically it's a total dumpster fire there. Players would rather, here's, here's what I want to get to. Here's, we'll get, I'll, here, I just have a good analogy. So they're going to a bowl game, right? Because that they don't want to go to. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. But what I'm getting it, it seems like this is a forced thing. It's like, Oh, 
you're you don't want to get a divorce in, in marriage. Like, let's have a kid. That'll make things better. And this kind of seems the same. Or it'll make things better. <laughs> or maybe something like that. Or get a puppy. This will make things better. But it seems like it's a forced arrangement where, hey, here's this shiny thing. It'll make up for what's been going on for me being a piece of trash and not liking, not doing good things. Because the call the coach thing was apparently a joke for for um, Todd Graham. But it's so I'm, I forget. Sorry, I need to look at the guy we're having on. But we're going to be discussing this. We're trying to get R.J. Hollis. That still might happen. But we're working. We're going to have the article from the SFGate.com. He is. Uh-huh. Um, from Hawaii or from Honolulu, I believe, but it's where people are transferring left. We're gonna have here it is Mark Delucci. Apologies, trying to get his name. He does some freelance stuff. We'll put this thing up for the sfgate.com, um, which is kind of interesting. It ended up being published there and not like in the star advertiser or something. Maybe they don't want to upset Todd Graham anymore. But <laughs> there is a lot of stuff going wrong with this team. There you have, um, let's see, the extra bowl game. But like it just seems like they don't. They kill direct quotes from an um, anonymous player because probably retaliation from coaching or whatever scholarship being pulled. Me and a lot of others can truth, truthfully say Graham, Coach Todd Graham, has killed our love and passion for football. Yeah. And these yeah. players are kept anonymous due to Hearst, Hearst's ethics policies. And, of course, Todd Graham did not respond for a phone and email follow-ups from F- SFGate. He's probably looking for that NFL job. You think he is? It's in the article. Oh, I, I sorry, I, I forgot that part. Um, so like, what, what the heck's going on in Hawaii? Like, players are Javon Cordero, Didi Hunter. We discussed starting defensive backs are transferring. Like, are they giving enough players to fill the bowl game against Memphis? Maybe Todd Graham will finally start talking to them. <laughs> oh yeah, where he he there's that part too where it's like, hey, let's have a uh, invite to what certain players to his house, right? Is that how was it was it portrayed? I think it was it was he only invited first string, and then he only really just decided to remember you if you made any meaningful contribution. There was one one comment from a player who was like, I I did I was about to quit, and then the next year, I when I started making a meaningful contribution, that's when Todd Graham decided to start actually talking to me. You know what helps the football team, Josh? Building up your bench. It's second string guys to be starters eventually to encourage them to continue to get better. Like, yeah. You don't need to, okay, having a personal relationship with 100 plus guys is very difficult. Like, I'm not, like, the head coach may not talk to you a lot. Like, if you're start, here's the, if you're starting quarterback or you're the reserve um, long snapper, the relationship's clearly different. Huh. But, like, the inviting certain people to the house, you know how you get to know people? Hey, running back group, or hey, tight ends, wide receivers, or defensive line, or special teams. Let's go hang out. Like you don't need to bring your first, your the preferred players who are making a contribution. You can, you don't need to bring everybody at once because that's just a crazy party. Who knows what happened? But bring ten to fifteen guys at a time, where it's all the quarterbacks or defensive back, where it's like three to ten guys. You know what I mean? Like that's a way to get to know your team because it's good to know them, but don't not talk to people it's like why would you want to i get it your position coach you talk to a, a ton, the most most likely then the mm. oc or dc head coach but head coach should be doing his best to have some sort of relationship you know he hopefully he recruited you and not just the the defensive line coach if you're a nose tackle right yeah like that's, I, I, 
Um, if, if we want to go back to the relationship stuff and connect this all back to Jay Norvell, like if you go look at his Twitter account, one of his last couple of tweets, I forget how far down it was. It was only a couple of them was him having Thanksgiving dinner with the players that were still in Reno. So, you know, yeah, like, awesome. look at the, the two different approaches there. Exactly. Like that type of stuff. And it's weird because Todd Graham has been in a lot of places. Maybe there's a reason for that where, He's always, see, always seemingly been looking for the best oppor- next best opportunity. And I get it. If you're at, like, he took Rice to a bowl game. Like, I grew up in Houston. Rice was garbage and terrible. He took him to the bowl game for the first time in, I think, decades. He goes to, I think Tulsa was the next stop, did quite well there. Goes to Pitt, does well. Goes to Arizona State, does well. Not well enough, but not bad, but got fired a couple years ago. Comes to Hawaii for, like, he's done okay. Not terrible to Hawaii. He's been okay. Like, it's not embarrassing by any stretch, but he's doing good enough. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know what he, like, he's known as a big dis- disciplinarian, which is fine. And maybe he's the type of coach now, and I'm going to get with the article when I have to get tomorrow. But the the air of the coach of being a jackass and being a military guy has been long gone for a long time. Like, you can be firm, but also realize where you, like, read the room of what's going on. You can't. I don't know any coach, like Tom Coughlin type of guy. That's not happening anytime soon. Like those type of guys who are just like what he's doing. I'm only, he's not the NFL where you, you can treat people more differently than even college, mm-hmm. but you can't just be that military style guy. It's like, and swear at people and go crazy and just kind of be super strict and demeaning when you're not doing well. It's like that still happens, but you got to mix in being more, not their friends, but being more friendly and encouraging, as well as it's like, how hard is it to say, dude, you gotta get better and do this? That was a garbage play. Or also, hey, good job, you did this. Like, I don't see that being that hard to call people out when they're not doing well, but also throwing in some encouragement, not just swearing at them and say, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, be like quotes here. It's like, uh, it basically like verbal abuse. It's personal. It's not like, hey, you need to be faster, but calling guys. Sp- specifically out because that's a different type of if that's your motivation tactic kind of being that strong type of guy being personal adds another layer to it and is a problem saying it's like when rick majeris at university Utah, he was really bad at this stuff like it had he been coaching now it would not go well because a lot of people are like religious for being where, where we where i live and what people from the LDS faith, like, if you believe in this guy or this book, you better believe in my strategy of this. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what type of motivation is that? That's so weird. And just, it's just, it's, that was just so weird. I'm like, well, what's going on? But be getting personal where it's a problem. It's like, dude, do this better. Like, there's constructive criticism for a reason. That's the reason there's that phrase out there. Being personal is not good or demeaning people, but saying, dude, you got to get better at this because of this, that's different. Yeah. And, and I, I think along those lines, that's kind of why I didn't want Gary Patterson at Colorado State, because some people said he was in the same kind of mold. And it was like, we just had someone like that, Natasio, and you really want to replace him. I realized that Gary Patterson was had a long run of success at TCU, but there was a reason he ended up being forced out. A little bit. And also, it seems like he was slowing down recruiting and just stuff like that. So it's like, well, come be your DC. I'm like, he's not going to recruit his tail off. Give him a couple years in, like two years, he's about to get back. But just go be on Fox and join join Bob Stoops and Matt Liner. You know what I mean? Go hang out. Supposedly, he's being hired at Texas as an analyst. 
I, okay, yeah, I heard something about that. Maybe that for a while. Maybe they'll get your football itch but not be doing the recruits. Because that's why probably uh, Joe Brady went from the uh, Tigers LSU to Carolina Panthers and he got fired. Like I like I know this is kind of wide range where we're getting to, but one last thing real quick on Hawaii, and I'll get back to that my point I'm going to make. Any player who is mentioned in this article, well, not mentioned, but their quotes were used, but not specifically named due to policy of the paper. None of them zero defended Todd Graham, but they all defended like their position coaches. Yeah, and I, you know I, I could definitely see that because one of one of the one of the quotes from the, from the players that the assistant coaches told them was like. I can't ask for clarification because I don't want him to yell at me. I was just reading that now. And then also, yeah, I saw that. Also, there's one where when a local scout team player was sent into the field, he reportedly approached the assistant handling rotations. This is Todd Graham and braided him in yelling, yelling like this man will never play. I need this guy out. Despite that player doing fine in his one rep. It's like, coach, you can't have your starters out there all the time. You need to have other players. So it was ridiculous like i had several this person one more thing here i had several conversations with my parents last year about quitting dropping my scholarship and be done football altogether after playing his entire life apparently his treatment improved drastically in 2021 like he's only because he became a part of the team like not part of the team but a contributing player yeah like if but one quick thing we're up here like if you're a college coach i don't understand why you want to be a college coach all the recruiting and dealing with stuff i'd rather be like joe brady He's not gonna like people. Oh, maybe he'll be an offense OC or some offensive coach in college or go back to LSU. I'm like, no. If you're an NFL guy, yeah, you work a million hours, but you don't have to deal with recruiting. Like that seems like the worst thing in the world to do. I don't see any joy in doing that, and you get to do it all the time. University University of Utah head coach Kyle Woodingham won the Pac-12 title, going to the Rose Bowl. I was listening to his teleconference for work. Where's he at? Florida recruiting. Like two days later, yeah. he's miserable, right? Yeah. I don't enjoy that, but anything else we'd add about the coaching stuff? We've kind of went over a wide range of topics about this. Any- did we talk? Did we talk about? We, we should probably mention Tedford being the leading candidate for Fresno. By the time you listen to this, Jeff Tedford will be the head coach of Fresno State. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it had been done Monday afternoon, but I was a little bit off. But yeah, Tedford. Um, so yeah, Jeff Tedford there. Um, that's about it, I think. That's a good point to bring up right at the end here. But yeah, we'll have a Hawaii, we'll have the Hawaii guy tomorrow talking about this. Or dang it, not tomorrow. Next podcast, we'll be discussing this. Uh, I don't know anything. Else. I think we reached everything here. CSU got their head coach Jane Orville. They punked Nevada. Nevada is now <laughs> like, how does New Mexico pay more than Nevada for the head coach for football? Uh, should we ask Daniel Lidbit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel or Roger would know. Our buddy Roger would know as well. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. All right, so that wraps up this show. MWR.com. Check us out uh, there. Subscribe to the podcast. Probably do a few more of these random ones just because why not? They're fun. Just to screw around and speculate like Deion Sanders to Nevada. Why not, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know. All right, so we'll see everybody next time. And, uh, yeah, everybody have a good night.